Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to The Deal Room Podcast, a podcast brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, many of our past episodes have touched on a subtle yet recurring theme around the emotional challenges that sellers have to deal with during the sale process and indeed buyers as well. In our experience here at Aspect Legal, the emotional side of selling and acquiring businesses must be something that the parties and their advisors are aware of and alert for. Because if these emotions arise unchecked, they can have a real impact on the outcome of the transaction or worse, cause the transaction to completely fall over. So today we have reached out to Peter Diaz, who is a workplace psychology and mental health worker. And today with Peter, we explore the wide range of emotions associated with selling and acquiring businesses and offer some helpful tips in successfully navigating this somewhat emotional journey. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to The Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real-life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. So, hi, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on to the Deal Room podcast to chat to us today about this very interesting area. My pleasure, Joanna. Thank you for inviting me. Great, great, great. Now, look, first, I guess I want to give our listeners a little bit of a background um, to why we're talking about this topic of psychology, I guess, behind people exiting their business and the emotional impacts, just so that we can, you you know, give a bit of background uh, so our listeners out there understand perhaps why we're traversing this uh, subject area, which is a little bit different to some of the things we um, normally talk about on this podcast. But I I was reading an article and and you were quoted um, in this article, Peter, so I felt I had to reach out um, to talk to you about this. And and the article related to um, the emotional impact of uh, business owners exiting their business. And it's certainly something that I have seen play out time and time again. Um, and, and I think it's a critical thing for anyone who's involved in the sales and acquisitions industry to be mindful of, as well as um, people who are the vendors or the sellers themselves, to be aware of the fact that there can be a, an emotional impact of selling a business. Now, sometimes this doesn't hit um, until you get to the point of the business having sold, but sometimes it hits much earlier in the process. And the issue with this and the reason why we need to be tapped into this as an issue, I think, is because it can really impact the sale process and, and certainly can make negotiations harder throughout the sale process when we have this emotional, these emotional things happening be- below the surface, um, which can make both sides, there can be emotions on both sides. There's, there's certainly also emotions of yes. people who are buying a business, right? But today I particularly Absolutely. want to focus on the emotions of people selling a business. And I think it's really important for us to perhaps understand 
um, and be mindful of some of these emotional processes that can be at play in order that we as advisors um, can help support our clients going through this process because we understand perhaps some of the things from a psychological perspective that are happening behind the scenes and also for um, sellers themselves and for buyers to understand these emotions that interplay so they can um, they can be prepared for the process and, and for the the um, things that might occur through the process. So let's kick it off, Peter. Um, we we before we started recording this podcast, you started talking about um, some of the issues that you have seen with the emotion um, that can be created from leaving a business. So what what are some of the issues that you've seen? Look, the biggest one that I've seen is a crisis. I call it a crisis of meaning. You know, I mean, what what is it? What does it mean not to have this business that has um, this organization has probably taken 70, 80, 90 hours of my time? And then all of a sudden, even if I'm, I'm very happy that I'm going to get a lot of money from it, but money is just money. Uh, what am I going to do? What, who am I going to be? There's a crisis of identity as well, you know. Um, so what am I going to do with my life? What, what does it, this mean not to, to be the, the, the captain of the ship? But then also, you know, that, that identity, if I'm not a captain of this ship, who am I? Mm, mm. I think, yeah. you know, it's a really good point. And, and as I alluded to in the beginning, I think uh, business owners perhaps face this um, consideration often at different times in the process and, and, and it can then have a, um, a different impact depending on where they are in the process. Um, but what are the sorts of things? So, so firstly, it's, um, it's a change, isn't it? It's a change Absolutely. for a business owner from what they've been focused on for many years and being the driver, as you say, being the captain of the ship to perhaps now sitting back. Certainly if they are looking to retire, you know, now um, sitting in a position where there's less people that they can, uh, well, boss around, tell what to do. <laughs> there's there's yeah, exactly. a few required perhaps. <laughs> Yes, uh, that, that idea. If I'm not a leader, who am I? Yeah, you know, if, if I, you know, retirement. A, a lot of men die die very very soon after retirement because they have no meaning. You know, so uh, you work. Um, and for some of these entrepreneurs, this organization it, it truly is their baby. <laughs> not literally, but but they do feel that they have given a piece of themselves. To, to this organization and uh, what what are they going to do after that sale um, and and they might not talk about it in in the acquisition meeting or the, the sale meeting they're not going to talk to people about this um, but the, the behavior can be one of obstinacy of stubbornness and resistance to the process and you may be sitting with them and, and thinking what they talk about is not logical is, is is not rational what's going what else is going on here and, and simply what is going maybe that it, what is going on is that they don't know who they're going to be after the sale happens so yes they're going to have the money yes they're going to have the 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 reputation of having sold the business but so what what are they going to do with the rest of their lives because they're not dead yet and 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 for some people the sale of a business uh, can feel like a death 
it, it's a psychological death. It's an emotional death. It's, it's a letting go of something that can be very hard. And, and I've seen that for, for some people that that, can, that is very, very hard. Other people, they just they just go away quickly. You know, I can't wait to get rid of this. Um, but the majority <laughs> is not like <laughs> Exactly. I'm going on holidays. But it, then it hits them later, Joanna. It hits them about a, a month into the holidays. They go, oh, my God, what have I done? What am I going to do? I can only have so much holidays. You know, I can only drink so many piña coladas. What do I? What do I do with myself? <laughs> yes. Uh, although my quota for that is quite high, but <laughs> <laughs> um, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nice problem to have, doesn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> it does. Uh, that's interesting. You know, it, it sounds like a nice problem to have. But it does precipitate people into an absolute existential crisis, whether they're ready or not. Of course, if you're ready for it, great. At least you know what to expect. You know what's coming. But if you're not ready, um, it can be very, very dangerous. People can go into very dark spaces. They can become anxious, depressed. Uh, on On the extreme of things, they can even contemplate suicide. And it's interesting to see that um, after the ages of 65, the the suicide uh, rate in, in men goes through the roof in Australia. So um, I wonder how much, because th- I haven't seen any research done to, to tie the two things together, but definitely there's, there's, a, there's a crisis of meaning. There's an existential crisis that comes after retirement, and um, that's usually when the sales happen. But it doesn't have to be retirement. It could just be the sale of a of a business. Mm. So, um, so I think this is really interesting in many ways. So I think the first, the first really important point of this is for advisors who are working with businesses that are approaching a sale or in a sale process, if they reach a, um, a place of being quite obstinate uh, with certain negotiations, what can sometimes be below that or under the surface is um, concerns, anxiety, issues, emotions that are appearing uh, in relation to what their life will look like post this sale. So as advisors, if we're able to understand some of those signs, perhaps there might be some things that we can do to deal with that. And I'll ask you about that in a second, Peter. But I I think the other thing is... um, for advisors and for businesses who are listening in, I think us as advisors perhaps can provide a lot of value as well to our clients by maybe um, identifying this right in the beginning and helping to provide resources for them. Um, and, and I don't know what resources are out there. Maybe we can explore that uh, a little bit today as well uh, in terms of talking about what what prevention is out there and and how we can make our clients aware of this. And of course, if you're a business owner who's listening in, I guess just listening to it, this podcast in and of itself um, is a bit of an education about understanding perhaps some of the emotional processes that may appear. So let's talk first then about the situation, Peter, of um, an advisor working with a business owner, perhaps a business owner themselves, who've hit a point where they're suddenly becoming really difficult 
to deal with in a negotiation. And often what happens here is, you you know, it might be particular clauses we see from a legal perspective. There might be um, a backwards and forwards in relation to particular parts of the deal in the contract. There might be particular components in relation to um, the financial parts of the deal where initially the client had seemed like this is uh, the way they wanted to play it, but a robot comes um, their way and they are difficult to move or or they don't want to go ahead with the original plan. So we now aware because we've listened to this podcast that maybe there's an emotional issue, uh, an emotional undercurrent. What do we do next? What's the, what strategies for us as advisors? How do we dig into this and work out, you know, are there issues there for our clients and what do we do (laughs) if we identify that there are issues? Good question. Good question. Of course, when we're, we're when we're working with human beings as advisors, you know, every every single person is very different. But I think the best thing to do is to stop and and take a deep breath wherever you are in the process. Just stop, take a deep breath, and remind yourself. You know, you're dealing with a complex human being. There's there's undercurrents that not even um, herself or himself really truly understand. Um, they might just need a little bit of time out. Uh, I, I'd, I say to people, um, can you go for a walk together? You know, go for a walk, change position, change the room. Just not, do something spatial, very, very practical. Because sometimes people get very stuck. And they, if you see a, a person stuck, they're usually either sitting down, but they, they go inwards physically. They, they go inwards. I mean, you don't think of a, of a stubborn person, you know, expanding, but but really really contracting so if we get if we get ourselves out of our chair go for a walk get a cup of coffee get a cup of tea something something that involves a bit of movement that can be just the thing that gives it enough impetus to get people unstuck and they may start talking to you about what really is going on talk about something else talk about the weekend talk direct the attention to something else and come back to it later you know it doesn't have to be later in matters of days but but just break break whatever is going on, and um, show empathy. If if um, if you feel that there's something else going on, say, listen, I I have to I have to say that I truly admire you. If I had taken a business from like you've taken it from here to here, um, you know, it would be really really hard for me to leave it behind. I don't know. I don't truly understand how you're going to do it. And they make out. You know what? <sighs> I, I, I'm not sure that I'm doing that well in this matter. So, so something that connects your human beings. Don't, don't think of, of my workplace, my room for advising people. is just these four walls. Some, some people don't operate very well in, in four walls, but even if they do normally, move out of that space physically and go into that aspect of empathy. Show that you that you you understand. Just say, look, I would be completely lost. I, I truly don't know how you do it, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you know, and it's engaging them on a human level. And and I must say, I, I think that's a really interesting thing. Um, you know, quite often from a legal perspective, um, we we deal with a lot of uh, emotion, but um, many lawyers, I think, find it very hard to transcend just the um, you know the contractual discussions. And and I I must say, I've um, had the best success where you know we 
find a personal connection and, you know, and, and that really helps. I must say it also helps in developing a personal connection with the advisors who are working on the other side of a matter as well. Yeah. Because together, personal connections, I think, work through issues a lot better than um, getting stuck, as you say, and obstinate. Um, so, so I think there's some really good points. So move out of the space. So maybe even go go grab a coffee with uh, your client, meet them somewhere different that you can then show empathy, <laughs> connect to them yes. on a human level. Um, exactly. And this is interesting, you know, because this is not the sort of stuff we usually talk about, as I've said before on this podcast, but uh, we're getting really touchy and feely here today, aren't we? But yes. I, I think it's a really important component of um, this M&A area, uh, human connection. Because it's not just contract to contract. We're talking about, no matter what the deal size, we're talking about emotions on both sides of the deal that um, if, if we can transcend those issues, you know, we can go a lot further than, um, you know, simply dealing with emails backwards and forwards <laughs> constantly. Exactly. Even phone calls, you know, the, the power of meeting up, I think, um, I think yeah. you know, ha- has a large element to play. And I agree, completely agree with you. You know, this, this does feel a little bit touchy-feely. Um, you know, but to me, it's about result. What, what result do you want? I mean, uh, do you want a no or a yes? Do you want the thing to proceed or do you want to get stuck? So if you want it, if you want it to proceed and the, and the client is resisting you, um, then you, you're going to have to do something that you don't normally do. And touchy-feely may be the thing that you don't normally do. Um, you know, as as um, in in some professions, the emotional aspect, the psychological aspect, is not as as usually uh, interesting or part of what they do. You know, but we're dealing with people, and uh, eventually, it's something we will hit our heads against. So, what do you what do you do then? So, it's it's better to be wise. Sorry. Yep, and and aware, uh, really and aware. aware. Yes, you know, I I think that's certainly one thing, and also helping your client to become aware, aware of why they are, uh, you know, potentially having issues with making decisions that are needed to be made in order to move the transaction along. Um, and so I, I guess let's move back then a bit. What talking about the steps that we can take in order to maybe ward off these issues or, or try and prevent these issues from occurring in the first place. Um, and, you know, one of the, the things that I often do with clients, and this has happened quite uh, numerous times, is, uh, we, you know, we start our interaction with the client if we haven't dealt with them before in an M&A transaction by having a discussion um, about what their outcome is. And, but, but quite often having a discussion that's a face-to-face discussion, which, which doesn't have to be in person, but, you know, it's great to use technology these days if you can't be face-to-face, Zoom or Skype or, or whatever it is. Um, trying to uh, drill, just have a little discussion about then what they see the future post-transaction um, as being because sometimes that discussion has picked up for me um, a emotion that I can see occurring. And so I'm then aware and I'm on notice that we might have some of these issues occurring during the transaction. So at least it, at the beginning, I what I try to do is I try and 
um, then get a read on what the one element is that's motivating them to sell the business. So there, I get a read on their, you know, future plan or idea, whatever it is. Is it gardening? Is it, you know, whatever? And then um, as we hit road bumps in the process, I'll then drop in and remind them of these, some of these end goals, um, which quite often helps to move them through that emotional process. Am I doing it right or wrong here, Peter? Maybe you're, you're doing a wonderful <laughs> job. You're, I'm not sure that you need me. <laughs> you're doing a wonderful job. Yes. <laughs> so, so maybe let, let's talk then. You know, like brokers, M and A advisors, accountants. What does this look like for them? What can they be doing? Look, uh, we we're not talking about you know being so uh, soft and 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 treating people like they're fragile. What we're saying is you know, getting to the psychology of the other person, um, get, getting get into their shoes, like truly go get into their shoes, not your shoes in their shoes, but really their shoes and and try to see their life from their perspective. And and uh, what is it that you see normally? When you look at life through your eyes, what do, what do you normally see is, is – that you are hugely aware of your own significance you, and, and you want other people to, to feel that you are significant. And uh, I think the people that show um, incredible amounts of respect and um, no, respect is the wrong way, honor for, for another, other human beings um, tend to be the ones that do well in relationships. And you know, at the end of the day, a sale is, is a relation, should be a relationship. Not, a, not just a transaction. The moment that we just see the sale as a transaction, um, that's when we can run into problems, especially when, when we're talking about something as, as big as, as selling your, your business or your company uh, that you've worked on for so long, and then you don't know what you're going to do later on. Um, some people may say, well, that's none of my business. My, my, my idea here is, is that just to buy a business. That's all I'm doing. Uh, yes, if they let you. If the other person says no, you you can't buy it. So it pays to be considerate. So you're you're doing a great job, Joanna. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I guess you know I've been this in this game for long enough to um, to know that the um, the stakes are high if you're dealing with someone who hits these emotional road bumps and isn't themselves aware of why they're, they're hitting them. Um, you know, it can, because it can it, it can really sometimes it can even lead to transactions completely falling over. But certainly, it can create longer transactions, longer lead times, longer times till you you know. Um, the advisors, advisors like these M and A advisors and brokers are only paid on you know completion. So of course it can be very aggravating for them when these sorts of things pop up. But I think sometimes what happens then is their own emotion of wanting to get a deal uh, finished now creates tension between the seller and the person who they had engaged to act on their behalf because they're now. Sometimes what happens um, is that they now suddenly feel that they're getting pushed into something that maybe they they you know aren't aren't sure if they agree with entirely you know because there's these competing requirements of an M&A advisor or a broker trying to close the transaction and the seller you know suddenly you know having these emotions that they um, hadn't 
you know, perhaps anticipated. So it's certainly in um, in all advisors' um, best interests to be aware of what can happen if they push too hard as well. I think so. Absolutely, yes. You 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 you're completely one hundred percent correct in there. You know, nobody cares about what I want. They care about what they want, and if I manage to at least care a little bit about what they want and truly care to some degree and, and be able to express that, I have a friend for life, you know, and, and, and my friend will want, to, will want to benefit me the same as I want to benefit them. Um, so, yes, it's a win-win situation. The moment that you get an advisor that manages to get to themselves to the space in which they care about this person, not just the transaction, then things flow much better. That, and I, I have not seen a, a single person um, in, in my life that doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it can sometimes be about trust. And, and you know, in many of these transactions, they'll, they'll sometimes last for quite a long period of time. And there's a long, there's a relationship that builds up of trust, but that can, that can be impacted very quickly. If someone suddenly is experiencing these feelings of emotion and then feel like they're getting pushed into dealing with something quickly, you know, when they, they're not entirely sure, you know, that can break down the trust. They may not be in a hurry anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they that's may be right. Trying to delay the whole process for a couple of years. You absolutely, know? <laughs> absolutely. I've seen, yeah. you know, I've se- I've actually seen this play out really seriously uh, a few times. But at the end of the day, then uh, you know, when I touch base with clients many years later, uh, you know, I they always in I've never spoken to uh, a client who's been through this process and this emotion who then hasn't been happy once they've you know got themselves uh realigned <laughs> and worked you know reworked out what the um what the vision of their life looks like after after the business is taken away but uh, yeah. it just takes time so maybe maybe if we can talk about um, you know, are there any other resources that um, you know of that businesses, I mean, possibly they could talk to you, Peter, but maybe this they is could. one thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the Workplace, you know, Mental Health Institute, we're, we're, we're happy to help people. So, yeah, if they, if they want to definitely contact us, they can contact me, send an email, and I'll be happy to talk to them. Yeah. So, and and I, I guess a message out there then is if you're an advisor that's working with businesses and you're, you're hitting a roadblock, um, then think from your client's perspective about, uh, you know, maybe what the roadblock might relate to. Is there an emotion sitting under there that you should be aware of? Um, get them out of the space um, and have a chat with them. If you identify something else that's going on that really might be um, pose a serious issue to the transaction, then maybe get someone else like Peter involved um, and we'll put some links for you, Peter, um, in our show notes. Um, for business owners uh, who might be listening to this podcast, is there anything that you can share with them in terms of tips for uh, two things? Firstly, leading into a transaction, what they should be thinking about in order to be prepared for the emotions that might arise? And secondly, after the transaction completes, how do they adjust to their new um, their new life, I guess. Yes, I, 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 I do have some some advice that can be taken or not. But before I go into that, I just wanted to say to the advisors that are listening, 
you know, I understand that some people can be really hard to love. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand that. Um, But, you know, whenever you go into this kind of of relationship with someone, it truly is a relationship. Um, And watch yourself. Your own health is also important. You know, sometimes people get stuck, but it's not just the client. You may be stuck yourself. So take care of yourselves as well. If if you're finding that um, your negativity keeps growing over days and over weeks, um, I would suggest the same thing I suggest to, 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 the, to the same suggestion that I'm going to give to people contemplating a sale. Have you got a good coach? And I'm not just talking a business coach. Do you have a coach, uh, maybe a life coach, where you can go and do a session or two that will provide you some clarity as to where you're going and making sure that where you want to go is the same thing that you're spending most of your time in? Because as an advisor, you're going to get a lot better results if you're in a good place. Um, the, you know, it could be a psychologist. It could be a, there's some very, very, very good, very well-prepared life coaches out there. Uh, it could be a mental health social worker. It, it doesn't matter. Somebody that you can respect, um, someone that can hold up a mirror. And I'm, I'm saying this to both advisors and people contemplating the sale of a business. I know it sounds, oh, my God, a life coach, or I don't need therapy. I'm not crazy. Um, you know, I'm not talking about fixing anything. I'm talking about as human beings, sometimes we cannot see what is, in, you know, what we need to work on. We, we don't have clarity because who here that is listening right now knows what's going to happen in the next 24 hours? I'm sure that all of us have always been surprised that we start a day thinking one way and we end up with this major thing that has happened throughout the day that we never expected and our life has changed so much. And it's not negative. I'm not talking necessarily negative things. Uh, some people some people fall in love and they didn't expect that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not so negative. Um, but it, life is unpredictable. But we can bring some clarity as to where we want to go with our spirit. And, and I use the word knowingly, intentionally. Because um, at the end of the day, if you want to keep a good psychology, it is part of who you are. So you can't ignore it. You, you, have, to, you have to respect it. You have to honor it. Um, so that's my, my biggest recommendation is that one. Go and get a coach, a life coach, that helps you look into those side mirrors. Because um, sometimes we've got, those blind spots in our lives um, or, or talk to your wife or your husband they, they tend to tell you to <laughs> talk to someone talk to someone yes but just be aware uh, be aware that um, it's a change all change requires um, some sort of mental process in um, dealing with it um, and you know uh, my, my personal view is that it can make the process a lot easier if you if you have a clear view of why you were going through the process in the first place and and you have some sort of vision in mind of, you know, what it is that um, it looks like for you after the end of the process. Uh, Don't know if that's right or wrong, Peter, but... (laughs) It's fantastic, (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) I'm just going to put a little clarity or or just a a cherry on top of that because it's it's a beautiful thing what you just said is that make sure that your aim as an advisor it's greater than just the commission or the money that you're going to get. And the same thing, the same advice for the person selling the business, if you're listening, 
make sure that your aim it's bigger than the holidays and the piña coladas, that there's, there's some true meaning waiting for you on the other side of the sale. And then you'll be all right. You'll be okay. It won't be easy because life is not supposed to be easy. You know, it's a myth. But it will be better and you will have more satisfaction. Mm, that's a really good point, Peter. I, um, you know, we've really ventured into some interesting territory here, but um, and it sort of, I, I think, it digs at uh, sort of the values that we all have behind what we're doing. But um, we're in a in a very fortunate position being able to work in this area of. M&A, I think because there's so many positive emotions around, you know, everyone generally is um, is all looking at the same outcome. We're looking at, you know, uh, a seller's, you know, generally excited uh, in some degree about a sale, a buyer's excited about the buying, the advisor's, you know, excited about helping the transaction. So, but I, I guess, as you say, think about the people side of um, of of the transaction rather than the transaction itself um, and the deeper meaning, I the guess, for, meaning. <laughs> uh, for, for the buyers and the sellers as well. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Peter. I, um, I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast to chat to us. It's a real pleasure. Real pleasure. Thank you, Joanna. Fabulous. And look, now what we'll do is we'll put a link through to you in our show notes on, on our um, podcast episode webpage, which you'll be able to find at thedealroom.com.au. But, Peter, maybe just tell us, for people who are listening in on their phones and don't have time to shoot through the show notes, where can we find you? www.wmhi. Dot com.au. So WMHI.com.au. Great. Workplace Mental Health Institute, WMHI. Perfect. Okay. Very wonderful. easy. Excellent. <laughs> it sounds easy. We can all remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, Peter. Well, thanks for your time. I hope you have a fabulous day. I think you really delivered some useful insight today to our Thank you, Joanna. My pleasure. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Deal Room podcast with our guest, Peter Diaz of the Workplace Mental Health Institute. To get connected to Peter, all you have to do is check out some of those links in our show notes. And just as a little bit of a recap, I thought I'd run through what we talked about today and some tips to take away. So today, Peter and I drilled into the emotional aspect of a business sale transaction. Particularly, we looked at the seller's perspective, although, of course, there are emotions as well at play. And everything that we've talked about from the seller's perspective is also just as relevant from the buyer's perspective. But to sum things up, here are three tips for business owners out there who are considering selling their business in the future. And we also have three tips for advisors in helping their clients through this emotional journey. So our first tip here for business owners is to prepare yourself emotionally. I know it sounds a bit (laughs) touchy-feely, but the important thing is to recognize that the process can be exhausting at times and it can evoke emotions that are unlike most business transactions you engage in. So just be aware that the emotions might come up. 
You've already helped to arm yourself by listening to resources like this podcast, so good work. (laughs) Secondly, be very clear about your end goal. This is what we like to call your why power. Before going to market, you must deeply understand your reason for selling and work out the kind of life you envisage yourself to have after the sale. Identify your motivations and these motivations will help carry you through the emotional ups and downs of the deal. And lastly, our third tip is to get the right advisors on board. Make sure you find people to surround yourself with that you can trust and who share the same values as you do. Surrounding yourself with the right kind of people throughout this transaction can make all the difference. Now, flipping over to our M&A advisors, we absolutely believe that you hold an indispensable role in caring for the emotional well-being of the business owners throughout the sale process. So here's our three tips for you in dealing with the emotions that pop up during a transaction. Number one, don't be surprised. Emotions are inevitable when you're dealing with human beings. By having realistic expectations of the process, half the battle has already been won. This also means that you have a duty to prepare your client for the emotional hurdles that are waiting up ahead. Number two, very importantly, show empathy. As Peter highlighted earlier, a business sale is not just a transaction. By this, we mean that we must acknowledge the emotional undercurrents behind every decision made every step into the process. So you need to be sensitive to the emotional needs of your client and understand that if they dig in or they appear to overreact to certain events, it might actually be that something deeper is going on that can be resolved by an empathic approach. And number three, get educated and learn from other people's best practices. Never stop learning. If you want to see better results, you must constantly work on improving yourself. And one of the ways to do that is from learning from other people's mistakes and successes. And actually, that's exactly why I launched this podcast, to help all those businesses out there at the coalface in the M&A space to get great insights from other advisors and professionals, and also to hear the stories of the business owners who are involved in sales and acquisitions. Well, look, I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. If you did, please subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on iTunes or on your favourite podcast player to get notifications straight to your phone whenever a new episode is out. We'd also like to hear your feedback, so I'd encourage you to please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers or if you're a new listener and you're enjoying what you're hearing. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. This has been Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to The Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au.